It's a new day, yes it is! Good day and a happy new year to all of you. Hello. Good lord, Paul. Yeah, well... That's how you're greeting people. This was a big burp before your hollow. That was a little burp. It was a little burp, yeah. That, that was like a minuscule burp. A minuscule uttering thing, yeah, you know. A very uncouth of you. Eh. <laughs> Welcome to Scott and Paul's Ramon Podcast. Scott McLeod here, as always, my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Hello. And we're here for what's usually our first show of the year, but you may have seen we had another episode coming out not too long ago. It was episode recorded in mid to late December. All sorts of things with holidays and everything, and I didn't meant it didn't actually go out until the new year. So we thought, let's kick off the new year by listening to us drunkenly ramble about WCW Starcades. Yeah. <laughs> was that that bad one? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've partly wiped it from my mind. It was awful. Well, I think the alcohol wiped it from your mind. Well, yeah, that does that a lot. I tried to warn you multiple times about how bad it would be, and you said, oh, I'd be fine, and then you were so angry when I came up, and you were sent back, and went, geez, we did talk about a lot of other stuff to do with it that was kind of similar, but not in order to avoid getting into it, really it was, just elongating our suffering. It was just so awful. I've never seen such trash in my existence. That was the first episode of our new series called The Drunken Demise of WCW. That's just episode one there. We'll try and space now, maybe I, once I, a month or something like that. I would happily watch Legends of Wrestling with popcorn and a fizzy pop <laughs> when watch that crap again. Why do you think I implemented alcohol as a core part of the experience of reviewing? Yeah, I needed the alcohol and the weed and a priest. <laughs> a priest? Yeah. What's a priest going to do? Going to absolve me of that shit. Okay. But, yeah, uh, well... How are you now, this, this, this early 2024? I am just dandy, Scott. I am good. I had a lovely Christmas. We had a lovely New Year's as well. Oh. I got some nice things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had we had a lovely family steak pie on New Year's Day, which I, I hear is tradition. It was uh-huh. lovely. My mum homemade it. It was lovely. And we had all the standards with it, you know, the three types of potato and the and the veg and mm. the, the lovely pie, it was grand. <laughs> it really was. I waxed lyrical about that pie for days afterwards. Mm. And we bought we bought the cheap just roll pastry stuff from Lidl, which was ninety nine P. But and this is in no way a shout out to Lidl, I'm just saying. I mean No, it was Aldi, that was it. So well it's see it definitely isn't a shout out to Lidl. Yeah. But ninety nine P for mm-hmm. this just roll pastry. It was beautiful. I went in the Asda one day, I seen just roll pastry for like a pound seventy odds and I was like, see, you <laughs> see that, you can get it in all day for 99p and it's wonderful. And it was, we made we made sausage rolls with it too, it was just, mm. I mean, like I say, if it was Lidl, don't be afraid to set out Lidl on the show, I'll happily set out Lidl. Oh hell yeah, love. Lidl's a great shop. Mm-hmm. I used to make jokes about it because I heard other people make jokes about it even though I didn't shop, really shop there, but then as a... Things going on, I gotta go a little more often. Yeah, the bakery section is just unbelievable. It is. I hate it's an often used old fashioned statement, but where stuff is to die for in the mm-hmm. bakery section, especially those little vegetable pizza things. Uh huh. 
Oh, love those things. I could live on those things. I haven't tried the pizzas myself. I think I've been put off going to big wee bakeries of an actual supermarket to get pizza. I think the experience of that god awful Greg's pizza has made me a bit more skeptical. Well, of trust this. me, little pizza is good pizza. I will take your word for it. Good pizza. I mean, even meh pizza, I think it's sometimes still good because I love pizza so much, but the Greg's pizza really tries my love of pizza. I don't like it personally because I don't like the weirdly soft base. I don't mm. think it works right. You need to have some kind of a bite in your base. You know? It's weirdly weirdly cold also. It's never, I can never get it warm. Even when it's somewhat warm, it, feel, it just seems cold whenever I get it. And I've been in the I've, microwave. I've not, yeah, but I'm eating it on the go, aren't I, usually? If, oh, I'm, getting, if I'm getting pizza for eggs. Buy a hot pie and set it on tap it for a wee while. do. Yeah. I uh, I finished work around the 24th of December, which was nice. We, we, made, we made it kind of our last day. It was very much uh, last day of school vibes in my office, the last day before did, did Christmas. Did the boss bring in pop, soda pop and cake? We did have pizza, actually. We did order pizza and all that. A couple of portions of chips. Jesus, the warmest fucking chips I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Fucking burning up, burning the horn, the skin off your hand as you went and grab a handful did, and put on your little did, plate. Did somebody bring a video in? <laughs> no, somebody did not bring a video in. Have a little fun in the office, you know, some pizza, some juice, a wee video. But you, well, you, you imagine you don't want those massive tellies on the wheels that they used to roll in during school, That right? would be cool. <laughs> that would be the coolest thing. If your office did that, you'd be like, yay! <laughs> So everyone we're came. Get, we're getting to watch Home Alone, kids. Yay! <laughs> I remember in college, uh, we were one of the last days before Christmas some years ago. I don't know if it was while you were still there, but uh, we were watching Elf on one of the last days before Christmas, and it was going up to one of my favourite bits of the film, which is the big snowball fight mm-hmm. scene. And I knew during that time of that day that some of the electors would have to get me and a couple of people to come do some other thing. I don't know what it was. It was literally as it was like five minutes before that scene. They called me and I was raging. I came back and that scene was done. Oh. It's back to the bit where it was at the bit where he jumps in the tree and it falls over, which is funny in itself. But it's like not a snowball. Not, fight, it's not the same thing, you know. I'd be I'd be kind of like if I was in that same situation and I get called away before that scene in Home Alone Two, mm. where you know Marv is trying to get into the building mm-hmm. and he gets into the building and then the paint falls on him and then he touches the sink. Uh-huh. That scene where he screams like mental and then he uh-huh. turns into a skull. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be like if I missed that scene because I always pretty much pish myself every time I see that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, did, I, I think I mildly prefer Home Alone 2 to the first one, and yet still it did not stop me, my mum and my dad were openly during the first 5 10 minutes during the whole bit of them losing him again, just repetitively like. Well, why would you do that? You should have had one. You shouldn't have had the dad run ahead of him. You should have one of them grabbing his hand, make sure he gets on the fucking plane and all that. Right. I'm like, this is 90s air travel, you know, this is but, far more relaxed. But when saying that, had that happened, you wouldn't have had all the fun high drinks that transpired. Yeah. Like a bit when, when he's using that 10 minutes of movie made for the movie, mm-hmm. in the hotel scene with Tim Curry. Yeah. That bit is hilarious. <laughs> like, like, little jaw with a gimpy leg, Cliff. And then we look at the security guard old guy, and he's like, it's a lie. The weird thing, uh, you know, people talk about like film quotes that you misremember, right? A lot of people like prefer Home Alone One Eighty Two, right? And also people just think, oh, that that we thing that they sell with T-shirts saying like "Merry Christmas, you filthy animal." They oh, it's Home Alone. 
they don't realise like in Home Alone the first one it's keep the change you filthy the Merry Christmas make you filthy yes. animal is the second one yeah because he goes Merry Christmas you filthy animal and like, a Happy New Year like there's a quote of Hannibal Lecter saying hello Clarice but he doesn't say that in Silence of the Lambs he says it in Hannibal the 2001 film but he doesn't say it in Silence of the Lambs but people assume that he does say it something like that in Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm that's a weird thing about films in your memory and all that. If, if you want to be specific, in the first film, when he first meets Clarice, he mm. says good morning. Yes, but this was another thing where he actually, because like when she phones that detective guy in Hannibal and he answers the phone with, is this Clarice? Well, hello, Clarice. Yes. <laughs> like, really like, and they'll just go, see, I've said it now, see. <laughs> ah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, well, like, I remember watching a video years ago where we went to the different traps of the two Home Alone films, there's like a doctor examining it, be so like, here's what injuries you would have got, and here's what would have killed them, and like, Marv especially dies several times over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I would assume he would have died when that bag of cement fell on his head. Oh, yeah, that would have broke his fucking neck. Like, apparently, according to the video I watched, just one of those bricks hitting him from that height is based on the force, that would have killed him. So, Harry dies four times. No, Marv dies four times yeah. in that one scene. I believe Marv would have, Harry would have died when he went and stuck his head down that toilet full of petrol. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember, I only realised this, I made this joke mum and dad when we were watching it, like, imagine this house being renovated, the poor workmen are going to have to go back after all that, like, roll betide the first guy who goes for a shite when he comes back, guy sitting on the workman sitting on the, the toilet with his paper goes to flush, his ass fucking goes up <laughs> in flames. That would suck. <laughs> like, you best hope he's already had kids. <laughs> There's a bit like where Harry goes to go up this ladder and he falls because he just falls flat on his face because yeah. the thing's been cut. Like, but Marv is trying to climb up after already been electrocuted, had paint fall on him, the staplers, the fucking electrocution. And like, if I was Marv at that point, I'd be like, I'll oh, get up, you fucking windy fans. Like, oh, you got a bit burned or you fell on your face. I got fucking electrocuted oh, and hit with a brick four times. Oh, Harry, I've reached the top. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was at that one or a different where he just he just moves his nose like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's a great movie. But uh, right, and that that day we did a thing where we all came in different Christmas like jumpers and everything. Someone set up a tree right earlier on when they were decorating in the office. So everyone had these gift bags with their we did a secret Santa. So everyone brought their gift bags in and just for fun just put them all under the tree. It was a fun thing. I got a, I got a little Santa like mug thing. Oh. And a little nice. candy cane shaped tub with actual candy canes in it. Ooh, nice. Well, I got I got the Trailer Park Boys DVD box set. Good for you. My brother got me that. And oh. my cousin got me Saw X on DVD. Lovely, I've, heard good, cool. I've heard good things. Uh, there is good things about it. It's a very good movie. Very mm. good. But. And thanks to my, my dear mother and... But do I have I have my television for the year again. Oh, is that your fire stick? Mm -hmm. That is that is remedied. Did I'm not like, even miss a day. I like that. So I have what I wanted. TV. <laughs> like when I, I said that, it was when I, when I said it was like the last day of school vibe things. Uh, it was like so we had a meeting in the morning. We usually have it goes about nearly an hour. Or so then uh, everyone did this youth Santa. Everyone starts going back to work. Then the food's ordered. So not long after that, the food comes. Everyone's around chatting and. And then someone had some weird card game thing they'd been given, so mm. they were reading stuff in, people were chatting and laughing in there. And then it got to be back a while, close to two, when somebody mentions, when someone makes up, oh, someone so needs this done today, and I, oh, right. and then people suddenly realize, oh, I can't have to go back to work. But it's got this awkward feeling of like, 
it feels weird now having to actually go back and do some work for a few hours before we actually all get to go home. We were waiting on the movie. <laughs> where is the movie, damn it? <laughs> you better wheel that telly in here. <laughs> Tell you what, if I was in a place like that and I actually wheeled the TV in, man, I would freak. I'd be like, <laughs> yes! Yes! Fuck technology! <laughs> A big fucking telly. Aye, a big telly. On wheels or not? On wheels. With a video. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well, yeah, if we brought in the projector. <laughs> oh, that'd be mental. You know, projecting it on the big white ball. <laughs> yeah. All the nostalgia. <laughs> we do have a projector. We could have, we could have done that, actually. Aye. We could have. <laughs> yes. Of course, I'm assuming you... You, like, I did the very traditional watching of The Muppets Christmas Carol upon uh, your Christmas Eve. This year I did not. No. Oh, no. I, I, I will not fib. I did not this year. Mm. I did not get round to it. I did watch A Christmas Carol. Mm. I watched George C. Scott one before okay. Christmas. Mm -hmm. Twice. <laughs> but I did not get round to The Muppet one this year yet, no. <sighs> I, I feel bad for breaking the tradition, but I did not get to it. Ah, I have an itchy leg. <laughs> I'm sure I'll I'll have torn through it soon. It'll be fine. I I did watch it. Watched it earlier in the evening than I usually would, which felt weird because well, like I had loads of time left <laughs> uh, for Christmas and everything. So we then start debating all the day should we watch something else? Should we not? And I'm like, we've watched Muppets. Is that not enough for you? <laughs> you should have watched Home Alone. Well, we had watched, but we watched Home Alone 2. Well, not... you should have watched Home Alone 1, you should have done it backwards. They wanted it backwards. Yeah. That way he doesn't have to worry, you don't have to worry about him getting on a plane in the set, in the first one, you know what I mean? He just stays at home. I know lots of people don't want to talk about it, and rightfully so, the other ones again after are like, I think they had to, for, for a lot of reasons, do a different shell for the third one, because if it was a third film with Kevin McAllister, as you, the third film would have been called Home Alone 3 Social Services. Because they've done it a third time. Hey, after three like three strikes and you're out with Kevin. The thing is, they did do all the movies with Kevin though, because the other two don't exist. I'm just saying, like that's why they couldn't do a third one with Macaulay Culkin, because like you can you can just about in Home Alone to get away with the whole like he gets to the airport this time, but he gets on a different flight. How do you explain in a third one them losing him? You'd have to like be like, oh, Kevin's went abroad, but we will somehow stayed home. You've heard that weird internet rumour like Kevin's actually Saw, right? I have heard that, yeah. <laughs> he grew up to be Saw. Mm -hmm. That's quite trippy, that theory. It is, I mean, it's probably bullshit, but still. Well, it, it stands to reason. I, I get you. I mean, you know, an ingenious little fucker who comes up with macabre fucking traps to fuck people up. Mm-hmm. What was Tobin Bell and that? An yeah. ingenious little fucker comes up with macabre fucking shit to fuck people up. Mm -hmm. Just a little, it's a little bore. Saw is basically home alone if it was, if the injuries were real. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And not, not played for comedic effect. Yes. Mm. That would be a very different film. Mm. A psychotic child brutally assaulting and murdering people breaking into his home. This Christmas, they broke into the wrong home. Home Alone 3. He's not joking anymore. <laughs> anyway. 
But we only we only let's, had two home ones, so let's play a game, you filthy animal. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't gonna like it. <laughs> anyway, tell me about your Christmas Day, Paul. My Christmas Day was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. We went round to my mum's early in the day. We ate a massive Christmas dinner, which I could not finish. It was insanely huge. Mm-hmm. I finished a plate full of it the second day, though. Uh-huh. That was novel. That was lovely. But no, I got uh, I got a nice bottle of rum from my brother, Bacardi Spiced Gold. Mm. I got him rum and a nice little ornament for him and his missus for their house. I got the same kind of thing for my cousin and her man because they've just got their house recently so I got a bottle of something for her and a nice little house ornament for their house. Uh, I got my mum an unofficial present because I still want to get her something better but by the time we got round to everything I couldn't get anything fantastic so I got her a picture with me and Sebastian as a little person in it when we were on holiday and she keeps it on her mantelpiece now which is cool. Um, I got TV. I my mum got me a bottle and some tobacco for Christmas, which was lovely, you know. And my dad got me some money for my PlayStation, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And Brian got me Stephen, <laughs> my cool my cool <laughs> bunny berry. Yeah, tell people a bit more about Stephen. Describe Stephen for the people. Yeah, well he's. You see, you know, I showed you he was a little, he was a little berry, uh-huh. and then you unzip him, and the berry turns into his big floppy ears, and he's a big bunny. <laughs> Brian saw me look at that whilst he was looking at things on Facebook. I went, "Eep! I must have that." And did you actually make an eat noise, or did you say the word? Eep? No, I I made an eat noise. <laughs> a lot more high pitched though. I was I was very much like, "I must have that bunny." <laughs> I must have that buddy, and Brian gave me a look as if to say, how many more cuddlies do you need? Well, how many thought you have there? About 18. <laughs> that was a nice even number now, yeah, isn't nice it? nice even number. Mm-hmm. I thought so, yes. That's not going to stop you from getting more, though, is it? No, no, it's not. Because look, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Stephen. But no, I had to have it, and he was a sweetheart, and he bought me this bunny, so... Now I'm happy. And you know what the cool thing is? See, because he zips, his big ears zip closed and zip him into the berry, he stays cleaner than all the rest of them. Yes. Because he can hide inside his ears. Just like I can hide under my hair. <laughs> so it's cool. It doesn't technically make you clean, Paul. No, but it does make it, it's like a defensive mechanism. He has his ears, I have my hair. And my hat. So, all is good. Look, Stephen! Hey! Move hey, me away you. from Stephen. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this Christmas thing of yours that you couldn't finish. Oh, oh. Big fuck off, but like it was turkey and a ham joint and sausages and potatoes and veg and gravy and all sorts of nice. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't get it down. <laughs> So much of it. So the next day I went and came back and I said, I will not be defeated by a plate. I want another plate of food. And I ate it. Which I did. Well, that is a very inspiring story, isn't it? I thought so. The inspiring story of not being defeated by a plate of dinner. And Indeed. like I say, we, 
my mum and her man made sausage rolls for Christmas as well. And it was really quite funny because I'd made this plate, big ass plate of sausage rolls, right? We brought them through. My mum's man Paul, by the time he had left the front room mm -hmm. and come back after being in the kitchen, the plate was empty. Myself and my brother and his missus and Sebastian had all kind of just yoink. <laughs> he had to come in and save some so him and my ma could eat some of the sausage rolls because we tanned them all. You know? Oh, but they were so, so good. Let's like say I will wax lyrical about that pastry, that just roll stuff until the fucking cows come home because it's so good nowadays. Especially places like Aldi and Lidl to find stuff that's A, that cheap, but B, so fucking good as well, because it, it was so well like flavoured and everything. Mm -hmm. It was gorgeous. Yeah. But no, we had a lovely Christmas dinner, and nice gifts were exchanged, and yeah, nice day. Listen. What about you? Did you have a fun Christmas day? I did. Uh, I should mention a couple. I had a very busy like, December kind of in general. Did you finish your dinner? I did. Phil, there are points I've, I was worried I wouldn't, but I did in the you end. Did. I made sure I did. You toughed it out. But, well, like I said, I had a busy December in general because like two weeks before Christmas, I think it was about two weeks or so, uh, my brother and his missus uh, had everyone over to this uh, place and cook until this little like, so social, like, basically it's like the Miners Social Club or something like mm. that. Uh, basically, they were doing a big gender reveal for their, their, for their, baby. their, their baby TV uh, coming due at the end of May, or the beginning of May. So, what are they having? Well, weird. They had some weird tests where it, it made it seem like it was going to be a boy. And then they went to a fur further scan, and they were all shocked to see that. Oh, I said no, that was wrong. It was a. It was a, a giraffe. It was a girl. It wasn't a giraffe. No, not a giraffe. Yeah. Oh, if it's a tall girl. Oh yeah, if it takes after she takes after her dad, then yeah, <laughs> she will be a giraffe girl. <laughs> and so uh, my mum and that uh, were organising the uh, my mum and uh, brothers. Uh, if you want to say her, her mum were all organising and arranging stuff. Mum ordered a bunch of different blue and pink sweets. She was handing everyone out to fill and stuff for rare blue or rare pink to see if they, uh, to try and guess, I said, let the people know what they thought it was going to be before the big <laughs> reveal and all that. We had friends over, like, I had this blue jumper on. Not just to throw people off, it was more so because it was new and I wanted to wear it. Yeah, it's a new jumper and you wanted to wear your new jumper. My friend Quack from uh, ESSR, he was joking about me, he's like, go on, you know, go on, tell us. But you know, I know you know when I would, because you're such a mummy, a mother's boy. <laughs> uh, Veronica wouldn't not tell you, she'd feel like she was betraying you by no telling you. And I went, <laughs> how dare you say that very accurate piece of information. <laughs> I said that, I didn't say anything. Until the big balloon pop and big pink confetti was everywhere. Yeah. And then thankfully shortly after that, you know. The buffet was open and we all got to eat. And then no one cared about the gender of the baby after that. Well, people cared, but they were also like, oh, food. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, if I was ever in that position with one of those gender reveal things, uh -huh. I mean, I think it's sweet and all, but it's not for me personally. I would probably yeah. do it and then I'd pop a balloon or something. And then once the balloon had popped, I'd just go, fuck you. <laughs> I don't care. You're not finding out until it's out. <laughs> There's your reveal. I reveal to you nothing. Well, to be fair, thankfully it was a very short affair. Like it was on a it was a Sunday afternoon, but it was like three hours. Yeah. The whole event, like everyone, people start arriving about one ish. They reveal it to again start buffet opened closer to two thirty. Everyone was eating by like half four. We were yeah but on the way home. 
fucking, we were a bit, we wanted to get there for like the back of the to help set up some things, right? And my mum and the, uh, but we got this Uber to take us to man, he's to pick her and my cousin up, and then we were going over to get her to look, and Jesus, this guy's clearly not winning with that fuck, he was, he didn't seem to have a clue, he was going all sorts of fucking back roads, this prick. Thankfully, it was already a case of like, Uber, you know, you paid your thing, and it's a set thing, because it yeah. was a, it was a meter still guy, and this guy would be taking the right royal piss. <coughs> was that something you may have shouted at? No. I mean, I said that about him afterwards, yes. But yeah. I'm in the fucking cut, sitting there in the front row. Like, I know it's a decent, like, way of the way, and, and like, they, when you get driven there, some people don't go the same route that the bus kind of goes through. Mm. But, like, it's just off, like, on the main street of Kirk and Tillich, so I don't know why we had to go so many fucking back roads in the <laughs> first place. Anyway. Bit of a rant aside, but... You have every right to rant when it comes to travel. Well, my brother, by the time by the time I got to, like, back at three, pretty sure there was, like, a Rangers game on or something like that. Like, some, there was on the 17th, yeah, so... there was a Rangers game on. There must have been some sort of game. But, because, like, because by the time my brother went through to a bar next door, there was all sorts of little different rooms of different sizes, little bar and everything. I went to a bar in an adjoining room to go and sit there, next, which is, like, part, pub park, pool hall, and the next room... He went through there, he watched the football, he just took his spine and his mate just went and watched the football. Mm. Like, well, I've said hello to everybody, I've talked to everyone about the way and everything, they noticed the girl, I'm a, I've got the gifts off everybody, I'm away through, watch the game. <laughs> huh. that's, a, that's, that's the kind of caring father my brother, old purple loopy. Yeah. So what what was your Christmas dinner then? Well, Tradition- I'm telling another story, I thought maybe, uh, I think by the way I gave my brother a gift, I was going to give him it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. My mum convinced me, like, oh, bring it to you to the gender reveal and give it to him then. Yeah, because then he'll find out what he's having and he'll get a present and everything will be like... Mm-hmm. Aye, because it was a gift necessarily for the kids that I got. What did you get? Like, like well, now when we went to Wembley, mm-hmm. my brother my brother got a call from his missus the night before we went down, on the Friday night before we went down, that she made me pregnant. And then we got to London as we went to this bar before we got on the train to go to our actual accommodation. That's when he got confirmation for that she was pregnant, and he told me about it. And then we all got home on the twenty eighth, and now on the evening of the twenty eighth, I went online and I bought this thing, and I've held, kept it in a drawer under my bed for over four months. <laughs> Did you put the... air holes in it? <laughs> Not a living thing, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> it was we, like... don't, we don't know what to call it. We just call it the thing. The thing. <laughs> Just put this under the bed, he'll, he'll satisfy it and keep it quiet. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, it was just a, it was a new edition, kind of a newish edition copy of a, a book, a cooking edition copy of a book that me and my brother used to get read to us all the time when we were younger. And I got it for them so that they could read it to their kids. I thought that'd be a nice gift. That's a really sweet gift. <laughs> it really is. Uh, that's a very sweet gift. Uh, that's cool. It's a book called I Don't Want to Go to Bed. <laughs> that little baby tiger who doesn't want to go to bed and he buggers off and he gets oh. lost and he gets scared and he comes back home and his mum said, now will you go to bed? Yes, I will go to bed. <laughs> it's a very simplified version of it, but if you read the book, it kind of follows that, but it's a much sweeter tone. Yeah. Anyway. But yes, my Christmas dinner, Christmas Day, it was like up in... I like, I like being a, getting a very chilled Christmas morning, you know. Yeah. Uh, my mum's my annual Christmas breakfast kind of lunch you know what she gives us is usually french toast with bacon and some of these little wheezy baked uh, chocolate croissants Ooh, I, had to, I had to go into the town on the 23rd to get 
these frozen croissants from Marks and Spencer's. I was already going for a haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went in. And then I didn't want any Marks and Spencer's. Thankfully, I wasn't getting anything, but Jesus, she's seen it two days before Christmas. I went to the self-service. The line was almost back out the door. I, I, I experienced some of that with my mother on Christmas shopping. It was... Good God. <laughs> I mean, my anxiety is bad enough, but... Mm-hmm. It was. It did not. It was not helped that day. Mm-hmm. It was not helped that day. I om. I almost. I almost lost my temper on occasion. Just I keep. I came in and I got some. My mum wanted me to pick some up for my dad while I was in there, so I, I got that. And then I was walking along past the past the jackets to sell service because I was like, I'm not going on these fucking jackets. I'll be too mobbed. And then a woman was standing beside one of the jackets. She went, "This is the one for your living god. It's the one big one on Gale yeah, yeah. Street when I'm the food hall, but downstairs." Well, when Kate was there next to my checkout, she went, check out number 12. And I thought she meant, oh, it's now open because I didn't see anybody there. I seen a guy behind the till, but I thought, oh, must be here. And I, I went to sneak into the till trying before her lines yeah. formed. But the, woman, but the woman was not telling me that it was open. It was like that, that we were ready to serve, like to the queue that was already formed. So the queue starts back there. And I looked back and I went, nah, fuck it. And I went to the self service <laughs> and seen how that formed. Originally, I was getting a fit clay bank after I went to the town. To get some mum told me not to. She and my dad were earlier that day, and said like, plus she wasn't probably wouldn't be right with me carrying those bloody frozen croissants from yeah. back from the town to clear back to back home, which is just as well because I was worried with the size of the queue. I thought these croissants can defrost by the time I get fucking served. Oh, I believe you get them fucking scanned through. We'll be ready to go. Then again, I was like, hey, hello, back out of the way, out of the way. Fucking open the open the fridge freezer door, just shove the bastard. I'm <laughs> like, get in, get in. Time is of the essence in this scenario. <laughs> They uh, must retain their frozenness. Yeah, so that was the morning. Oh, Dexter had a bit of a funny morning on Christmas morning because mum was giving him all these things. You gave him these wee biscuit things there. Mm. But, but uh, he got too protective of all the th- things you got to give because mum moved her hand here and he kind of went, eh. and he was, Fuck off, it's my stuff. And he was very overly protective of his stuff. But thankfully, as the day went on, he kind of chilled out. He kind of chilled out a little bit. But I think it was just, I said to her, thing, like, you gave him a bit much at once, you know. You know, yeah, you space that stuff out. I mean, it's his Christmas too. He's allowed to get fat and lazy as well. I know. Yeah, we got a bunch of... I got a bunch of clothes and I, I didn't really ask for much, but I got Funkos, which I wanted. I got uh, some Muppet Christmas Carol Funkos that I told Rocking. you about. My brother got me a Marvel zombie, like, Doctor Doom thing, like a zombie Doctor Doom from cool. Fantastic Four kind of thing. We've got, got plenty of sweeties, obviously. One of the few things I asked for was a DVD of... Uh, the new Transformers that came out, and I don't usually ask for stuff on DVD anymore. Mm-hmm. But I asked for on DVD because the only other streaming server, the only streaming server I could find that would edit was on uh, that Paramount Plus. You should, you should always ask for things on DVD. I'm just, I'm just saying, like this. Physic- you can trust physical media. Like I, and I was like, I said to him, like, I'm not saying I should Paramount Plus just to watch this film because the only other thing that Paramount Plus has going for it is it has Frasier. And I've already finished the new season of Frasier, so there's no point for me. I either. haven't finished it yet. I've only got five episodes in. You're only five episodes I in? Think. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm up to the episode where um, the end part made Brian Pissy still laughing. You know the part where uh, Nicholas Lindhurst has him in the, in the wine bit? Yes. He's like, you kept me in a room with an unlocked door this whole time. <laughs> no, no, it's not even a door. <laughs> like, there's a bit from an episode after that so much of a spoiler but like the moment the timing of it I, my brother has watched it like several times I told about how much it made me piss myself laughing about yeah. it 
where like Fraser is talking to one of the guys he meets at that party because he wants to be a professor and they meet in a bar mm. in the bar at the scene of the show he goes no it's because oh you're not much of a drinker Dr. Crane he's paying it he's not much of a drinker well I'm quite relieved you know especially when I heard we were meeting in a bar you know I've had some complaints I want people to think our teachers are booze sounds that was swinging around with no regard for academia exactly when it cuts away to a long shot I see Nicholas Linders appear Fraser <laughs> <laughs> just the absolute timing of his appearance in the hybrid he's like ha ha he's like Fraser <laughs> and Fraser makes the game sound like fuck off <laughs> yeah I'm enjoying so far what yeah. I've seen yeah Nicholas Linter is, is he's brilliant the MVP I think of the whole series. he is just brilliant in it so far he is my favourite character other than Fraser <laughs> and I quite like uh, I quite like uh, uh, David yeah I like David. He's he's. I loved that episode when they thought he was an orphan <laughs> and bought him a bike and things. <laughs> like the big guy, the brave little bastard. <laughs> Is am I right that that's Steve? Yes, there. just Steve. Steve. Also, I didn't realize that one of the other guy, the other guy in that Vimer group is called Moose. That's because of the dog. Yeah, <laughs> from the original who played Eddie was called Moose. I think that's cool. I like him too. Like, I like I like all of his fireman friends. The funny thing is, I still don't know if I like him. Freddy? Yeah, yeah. I still don't know if I like him yet because he's such a butthole. <laughs> I was uh, oh, I was watching an episode of The Office the other day. Just finally started trying to get the US Office and they go right. And it's about where they're doing this actual thing. And I've only got part of the episode, but when the the main woman in it is talking to somebody, uh, the, and that pause, I look at the guy and went. Who is that? I'm like, that's no, is it? <laughs> and I looked up, it was Freddy, like the original Freddy, like, no, the one from Freddy Rings, that, the actual Freddy. The actual Trevor, like, Trevor, 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 it took me by surprise because that because other than as a kid in Fraser, like I've not seen him in many other things. Even though mm. I know he's carried on doing he that. He drops up here and there. I know, but like I hadn't seen him in anything. It was when I saw when I see him, I was like, "Holy oh, shit, that's fucking Freddy!" That oh. is. <laughs> like, I joked to my brother when like there's an alternate universe where the shoot where Fraser goes to Scranton, Pennsylvania, rather than Boston, because his son has left Harvard to go work for a paper company. <laughs> It still confuddles me, though, considering that the actor is still active, that they didn't have him just reprise a role. I don't get it. Neither do I. I But I'm not going to question, because I enjoy the new series. I enjoy it, too. Despite the naysayers on the Fraser group, some on Facebook, some Mm. of them are buttholes. Yeah, I I don't understand that. I mean, it started off with some bits, but then we're in a bit of the finale. You know, I like the finale. The finale is a Christmas special. It feels a very... Don't tell me too much. It feels very freezer esque the plot of this Christmas special. <laughs> and, but yeah, but yeah, and then there's some people being quite harsh, but is, I'm like, I don't get it. Is, is someone making an Hungarian goose? There's no mention of a Hungarian goose, but I think they should, I, well, I would hope there was a Hungarian goose. Like, Did I mention that I am serving an Hungarian goose? <laughs> oh, I said, I probably even talked about because uh, uh, next Christmas will be. Uh, the first Christmas of their new kid. We're all talking about potentially going over to my brother's for Christmas dinner next year. And uh, well, you can bring like stuff if you want to. And I looked over my brother and went, Can I bring on Hungarian goose? <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed at that feeling. Like, even like, there was a, he came up a few days before Christmas, and then me and him had some time where we did a thing we didn't get a chance to do when he came over on Christmas Day, which we like to do, which was <laughs> watch a bunch of different Christmas specials from various shows we like, like mm-hmm. old ones, including a couple of uh, Fraser ones, and we watched a couple of those. 
And my brother really wanted to watch that one, the Hungarian Goose. Oh. <laughs> That's the Hungarian Goose. It's one of his favorite bits. It's there. not my date, it's dinner. He loves that bit and the bit with uh, Martin. The, Don't tell me there's no cocoa. Coco. <laughs> Why did you do it, son? That's not going to hurt anything to you. All he wanted to do was dance and make people happy. Why'd you do it for me? <laughs> this last one got damaged. I thought you threw it off the balcony. I did. Which damaged it. <laughs> like the one uh, I watched. Uh, I, I think it's from the one from season seven where Daphne finds it after Daphne finds it. And it was the one where you're like, every time, I, every time it's something wrong, I always manage to get him working again. Oh, oh. that's great, Dad. So you put that thing underwater. I did. <laughs> Where was I? I have no idea where I was. Oh yes, I got a DVD. Yes, you got <laughs> Transformers say, DVD. Yeah, because I didn't want to say it to Parent Plus because the only other thing worth watching on, on that stream there was is Frasier and I've already watched Frasier. Yeah, So well South Park I think is on that too. Yeah, but I'm not as big in South Park as you. I'm not, not that huge a, into it either nowadays. I'm just saying I'm not, it's got a big desire to go and watch it, you know? Nah, you, you don't sense the need for a subscription just purely on Frasier and South Park which you occasionally watch. Yeah. I can get that. Yeah. I think I think especially I I'm on enough streaming service you know, where Netflix your networks your Disney Pluses your Primes and all that. I mean, well, I I have the Netflix. I have that. Yeah, I'm just saying there's enough streaming services out there. I, I sometimes wonder at times why the fuck I have that because there's never usually a lot on that worth watching. Mm. But you find the occasional thing. I did see. I did find a film the other day which was quite good, but had a you know one of those movies you see where you get get the ending. Mm -hmm. And it's not a shit ending per se, it's just kind of like, really, that's it? That seems a little open-ended, you know? Mm -hmm. I was, uh, leave the world behind, this trending number one of oh, I heard about that, but I've not actually watched it. I watched it, it was, you know, it was pretty decent. But like I say, the ending left you a little. Mm -hmm. You know that way when you get to an end of a film sometimes you go, that's it? Uh. Huh. Alright. Is that why you don't feel annoyed? You don't feel elated? You just kind of go, huh, all right, then. You mean you had that little story at the end just to pump in about fucking five minutes worth of credits? Mm. You know, let's say it was a very great film. It was, it's almost like if you pause a film and then forget to go back to it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're like, ah. So, but... I did. I don't know if I've shown you this already as well. It's part of stuff I've got myself recently. But um, if I can find it in the jumble here, I got me. I got me a Walkman. <laughs> yeah. With what decade is this proper again? Proper headphones. What year is it again? <laughs> it's whatever goddamn year I say it is. <laughs> and this is the year of my Walkman <laughs> with original headphones. Yeah. You'll be walking around, there'll be people thinking you've, you've time-travelled here. People think that about me a lot of the time anyway. Oh, I yeah. don't care. But look, see? Walkman. Do you have many tapes or cassettes to, to listen to? I have my Babylon Zoo tape. And somewhere up where I also have my Veruca Salt tape. Which I found when I was looking for a bottle opener the other night because bottle of wine I had was a corkscrew bottle. I was not to be denied though. Mm -hmm. I did not find the corkscrew but I got into the wine. <laughs> I was not denied. It's a lot easier to do that when you've got a sharp knife and a back end of a spoon. 
I was going to try and dig the damn cork out and then I thought, you know, fuck it, no. I just dunked it into the bottle. Got my wine. <laughs> Stupid bottle opener, no need for that. I'll get my drink. But don't you like it? I do like it. Don't you like it? Look. Fuck, man. Yeah. yeah, better than your Spotify's. I didn't say anything bad about your Walkman. I just joked that it made you look like you time traveled, but I'm sure you'll be very happy with your Walkman. I am. Look, it's a Loitron. I don't know what that means. It's a Loitron. Yeah. And a cassette. Yay! <laughs> Nostalgia! <laughs> Can't say I ever had a Walkman myself. I've had those style of headphones. I've listened to tapes, but in a big, like, plate player in my house get a walkman you'll feel good <laughs> you will you'll feel you feel like you've achieved something in life if you have a walkman i don't i don't know how true that actually is it's true because i said so don't you know like when i say things it makes it true anyway talking about uh christmas day i i tried to i did ask for a book i tried to get a william eagle's book I didn't get it in the end because they, like, it was soon turned out to be harder to get, uh, or at least harder to get a decent price online than uh, that you would expect, apparently. Yeah. Which is weird. Well, I, I know I know what I would like to get Brian for his belated Christmas present, but, like I say, I may get him, I want to get him an LA Night beanie. Nice. That's what I want to get him. I'm a little gun-shy about the fact that it's 24 quid for a fucking hat, but, you know, still. Yeah. It's for, it's for belated Christmas. It is for belated Christmas. I'm in two minds, though. I could get him that, or I could just stretch and get him the hoodie, which is almost 50 quid, but... Well, what one do you think you get more enjoyment out of? I think the hoodie. Oh. I think the hoodie, so he can proudly walk around displaying, yeah. Yeah. You know... He'll need it for when the title changes hands and goes to LA Night in that four-way. Because that'll happen. I wouldn't get your hopes up. I have to. I have to. I wouldn't. I want him to be champion. I do I, but it's not going to happen at that, at that point. I believe, I strongly do believe he will be champion yes, soon. I but yes. I do not believe he will become champion at the expense of Roman Reigns. No, he will not be champion at the expense of Roman Reigns. No, he will not. I see him his first time coming with the world heavyweight title, not the universal title. Oh, so he'll, he'll beat Seth then. Maybe. Maybe he's had to move to Raw first, but you know. I hope, well, I hope that this ever drawn out saga, this ever drawn out saga with Damien in the Money in the Bank briefcase, mm -hmm. I hope it does not transpire in the way it could transpire, where LA could win it mm -hmm. and then be. You know, have it stolen from him by Damien. I mean, they really need to do something with Seth and Damien and, and the briefcase because I was drawn out of it. Well, that and the fact that, you know, we're not too far away from the Rumble, I think maybe only two weeks away. And then next week on Raw, Seth Rollins v. Gender for the title for some reason. Hey, fuck off. Gender's good. I know, but they're wrangling into that for all, but yet we've known fuck all about what is Seth doing at the Rumble <coughs> with the title. You know, he, he was all saying, I'm here with the title defending it against anybody, and yet Roman Reigns, the absentee champion, has been confirmed, but he's at the Rumble, and Seth's not doing anything at the Rumble. He's fight, He's Next week on Raw, he's fighting the modern-day Maharaja. 
if I know, I don't care what he's doing next week. All I know he's doing at the Rumble. Who who managed to get the Americans to boo their own national anthem because he said it in Punjabi, <laughs> yes, which I thought was really quite funny. <laughs> I don't. I love that bit where they all everyone puts their phones out when they hear Dick Ford or E. James go and his music is because you watch it as that camera pans around, right? You can actively see people putting their phones back down when they when they realize like, ah, oh, it's gender. <laughs> I wouldn't have put my phone down. I know, but I'm saying I just I just love to see people who are disappointed. Like, oh, no. I would have loved to have seen them scan the crowd to find that one or two gender fans that were going, "Yes, it's gender." Moan yourself, modern day Maharaja. Yes, <laughs> but we all know they wouldn't show that. Look, I, I do love something where they try and cut to someone in the crowd to get the reaction they want and get the accent, like uh, like the the react the opposite reaction. Like uh, there was there was a point where like Team DX. Squashes like Team Raid Archeo Survivor Series one year, and it, it was made to cut to the crowd to get everyone's reaction going, Hey, and it happened to cut. And the two guys in and most folks of the crowd had to be seemingly the two of the only Raid Archeo fans in the building who were going, No, nah, I didn't like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, they could just do what we done when Hogan went and pulled Sid out of the Rumble in '92, mm-hmm. doctor it. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't be above that, doctor it, and then recut commentary to make Sid seem like a prick. Mm-hmm. Even though he went and threw Hogan cleanly and Hogan acted like a bitch and pulled him out the rumble. Because yeah. that's total red, white and blue good guy shit. America. America. Yeah. Can he win fairly? Find a way to win. Yeah. When it comes to my, well, I got other people. I got my mum uh, some voucher fair place called Revival Retreat up in the Byers Road. Is that... Nicey things yes. and smelly stuff and bath bombs and things. Well, no, you also go up and get like wee treatments or whatever. Ooh, and all, but I got like fancy. I went up to get it right a couple weeks before Christmas. Actually, I was going to come here afterwards, so I went. I went to, I got the number six to Byers Road and then walked down the way to get the two to come here. Yeah, so I made sure I leave early enough. I think we may have been the same day we recorded the Starcade thing of that thing. But uh, you promised we'd never speak of that ever again. <laughs> I made no such promises. You said it never to give it. I never agreed to never speak of it. My liver barely survived that one. Your your liver's been hanging on by your thread for some time. Hey, my liver's made of different stuff, man. <laughs> it's almost pure alcohol. <laughs> Not a good thing. Yeah, I got a thing. And what's funny was I went to go get it. The woman was asking, oh, if you get it for X amount, you can get this and one. I know how much I want on it. I know what I want. Just give me what I want and don't try to offer me things. And then she went like, you know, I think they were trying to maybe, I think it was maybe they were offering to write the character or write something for her. Like, oh, the woman who you gave her, do you know her name? I'm thinking myself. I said, yes. In my, in my head, I'm thinking, well, it's for my mother. I think I'd like to go 20 odd years and remember, and have learned my own mother's name. Right. Do you know the woman's name? Aye. What is it? Ma. I just knew her as Ma. <laughs> Ma, that's what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a reason to phone my mother, huh? No. Yes, I know. Yes, yes, I know. Yes, I have to go and do my taxes. <laughs> ah, but uh, got her that. I got her uh, five packets of these like rainbow lace thing that she likes. These sweeties. Ooh. She's like took all the five packets. And my dad hold them while I wrap sale tape around them, and then I wrap them in <laughs> paper. And then I got. I made. I made there this custom like book. All, with all these pictures of Dexter and a little story as if it was like Dexter telling the story to her and like the funny thing is like it has a minimum of 
it says minimum books need to be like 20 odd pages so I had to take the story and try and stretch it out across these 20 odd pages with a matching image that or all these images I thought corresponded to the little bits you, and that wasn't the second version you didn't write it and then get drunk and then worry about your own ex- excessive power and fame and destroy the, the manuscript I did not know no I did get frustrated at the website for being so painstaking uh, to navigate that it took me a long time to actually get the thing and I was worried how long it would take for the thing to be delivered. Thankfully, it was delivered in due time. <laughs> in due time. He really, he really enjoyed it. I got my dad some sweets. I got him some big bucks of jelly babies he likes there. <laughs> I got my Waterstones voucher because he loves these books with my dad. These books and these jelly babies. And I got my dad this mug, this Bob Ross mug. Oh, cool. Which I remember just stumbling across randomly on Amazon. For a good price, well, like 14 quid, I got it with Prime. Next day, oof, there it nice. is. Nice. Uh, Bob Ross. The thing is, it's got a picture of Bob Ross on it and a wee canvas. It's a heated mug, so you pour your tea in it, and as when the tea, warm tea is on the, on the wee canvas, a nice Bob Ross painting appears. <laughs> cool. Oh, he, he, he loved it, so he's, he's, never, he's, he's no stopped using it since he got to <laughs> Oh, Bob Ross is cool shit, yeah. man. I love Bob Ross. We're just going to put a happy little bush right down there. That'll just be our little secret. If you tell anybody that bush is there, I'll come to your house and I will cut you. Oh, man, mine doesn't look anything like his. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got my brother some sweet, like, all my big box of heroes. I got some cool t-shirts and that. And I was taking it back because my brother got me, like, the Funko, like I said, he got me a big, uh, some sweeties as well. And then my brother got me... An Amazon Fire Stick. Nice. <laughs> which We're I, twinsies now. Which I've used a lot since uh, since I got it. Like, almost exclusively I've used that. Like, uh, it was Boxing Day or like a couple of days. No, no, it was on New Year's Eve. We were looking for the watch. I brought my mum and dad in my room and we used the Fire Stick to watch that new Kevin Bridges. Oh, uh, I've not seen that yet. Yeah. Oh, I meant to say, do you like chocolate? Of course I like chocolate. Do you like lint chocolate? I do. Cool. I have a box here still. I may be able to help you out with that. <clears throat> Give me a second. Do you need help? Oh, I found the box. Aha! Aha! I found the box. I found the lid to open the box. Have a chocolate. Oh, thank you very much. What great, what great ASMR you're, you're getting today. Yes. Oh, it's one of the white ones. Yeah. I ate all the dark ones. I like the dark ones. If I really like the white ones, so there yeah, you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, fuck yeah, I'll have one too. What a fortuitous circumstance this has turned out to be. Yes, we we have chocolate. Yeah. Who needs booze when you have chocolate? Yeah. What one will I get? I will get... Uh... Hazelnutty one, I think. Um, I'll be honest with you, I looked in, I just grabbed one because they all look the same under the, the lighting we're currently Yeah, doing. yeah. Well, the only ones left are either white ones or hazelnutty ones or milk chocolatey ones. So. There we go. No, there's one white one left. You can have that one. Is that the one? I think that's a white one. Doesn't look like the same as the one I had there. Well, it may be, it may not be. Oh, it is, I think. Aha, see? Um, chocolate. Yes. Uh, 
I can't go wrong with chocolate. Yeah, I think maybe the best thing I got Christmas Day was the Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> Brother. It really is a joyous thing. <laughs> Look. Yes. You got mm. one as well. My brother's got one. I think he, I joked him like, just because you're, you're just sick of me using your one, so. And as you can see, the back button is worn right away on my one. <laughs> I can't stand those YouTube adverts. <laughs> they bring pain to my brain. Because nine times out of ten, they're always garbage. Trying to sell you garbage. That's the point of adverts, isn't it? I've seen one the other day and I went, what the fuck is wrong with you hippie poofs? Was it cigarettes? No. Was it a vape? No. It was a thumb. A thumb? Yes, it's a, some kind of hippie poof contraption. Where it doesn't have nicotine in it. It just has flavour capsules. You have flavoured air. That'd be just the equivalent of like taking your fucking straw at your milkshake and going, Oh, it tastes a bit like the milkshake. <laughs> what kind of poofy fucking namby pamby, no fucking good balls enough to smoke a cigarette crap is that? No. No. I respect cigarette smokers. I am one. I respect vape users. Mm -hmm. Because at least they're still smoking. I believe they're called vapists. <laughs> well, they're called something. <laughs> but, oh, that's another thing. This year, my dear well, Brian, he has decided to have his third attempt at quitting cigarettes. Ah. He has not had a cigarette since January 1st. Well, you know, is this a New Year's resolution kind of thing? Yeah, or? it's his third attempt, and as I said to him when he told me, I said, well, third time's a charm. Mm -hmm. And he, is, he has been very enamoured recently with the banana ice vape. You know, mm. I think that's his favourite one. I think it's only like to say the first 30 or so days of not smoking is the most difficult. Like, if you get past that, it can mm. be easier. Well, no, he had his last proper cigarette on mm. January 1st. Well, good for he him. was meaning to have his last cigarette on New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. but he went to his bed before the bells. Oh. So he had it on the 1st of January. <laughs> He's not had a cigarette since, so mm. I'm very proud of him from that. And at the weekend there, when he was up, I had to keep reminding myself, like, no, he's not smoking anymore, don't pass him something. <laughs> so, going back to, like, Christmas Day, like, for me, like, I said I like it kind of chill, like, from, like, two-ish onwards, mm -hmm. we kind of got very heavy, because my cousin and his missus came up, <coughs> a quick chat and everything. Uh, it was one of the few times that they've came up and uh, our cousin and missus hadn't had our leg nearly humped by Dexter, <laughs> which is progress. And then shortly after they left, my brother came over and he brought uh, her... Get a spray bottle out. No, Dexter, no humping. <laughs> the Dex uh, brother came over and he brought uh, his missus and her dad up because he, he drove more, but they were going back to theirs. Uh, my brother was just staying for dinner and we were just chatting to him. We were giving presents out. My mum showed them stuff to go for the baby because she's always buying stuff for that bloody <laughs> baby. She's going to be one of those grandmothers. Yeah. Oh, you, you're going to be Uncle Scott. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be Uncle Scott. Mm-hmm. The kid will grow up and be like, hey, Uncle, how you doing? <laughs> well, she's got, I don't think they've got many male relative, young male relatives on their side, mm. and I'm his only, like, brothers. So, she's not really got much competition uncle-wise, so... Yeah, you're you're going to be the cool uncle that buys the cool shit at Christmas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
He was like, yeah, I'll buy you a thing. <laughs> what's the thing? That's uh, a new thing there. Yeah, you'll, you'll have loads of conversations in, in future days. You go, all right, I'll get you a thing. Did your dad say it's all right for you to get the thing? Yeah. Do I need to talk to your dad? <laughs> all right, I'll get you a thing. I'll be as you get up to get older. I'll be that uncle when uh, I'm watching the kids and when when she's uh, she's sitting on the couch with me and my own dad going like, I don't, I don't, your dad's on a lot of shit hen. Let me tell you how it actually is. <laughs> I don't like, I don't smoke, but I feel like that kind of conversation needed the miming of a cigarette, like, yeah. like kind of mid conversation, like you start as you're like a cigarette, like let me tell you something, hen. Your dad's talking a lot of shit. I I also did not mention the cool gift that you got me, by the way. Uh huh. I got for the collection finally on tape Halloween Havoc '98 with the infamous main event of Hogan v Warrior Two. Which instead of that, which earlier I think may actually be a US tape, not a UK tape, like I'd intended. Personally, I do not care. Like as I personally think I have it for the collection. Oh. It's cool, and I also have another American tape in the collection. Anyway, I have my Jesse Ventura tape. Mm-hmm. I did eventually find a UK copy, so mm-hmm. now I have an American copy and a British copy of the Jesse Ventura. This one, though, I'm just happy to have this one because see this one finding finding it on a UK tape, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible. Right, and I thought I'd start going because it was a UK seller and everything, so like, why would they have a US, US tape? And then I looked at it and I was like, this may not be what I thought it was. Oh, let us say, it's almost impossible to find a UK tape of that and you're thinking to yourself, come on, WCW released UK tapes. Mm-hmm. Did, did did everyone just delete all copies of that with, to wipe the memory of it? Mm. Got a clear space, you know, you delete the random yeah. photos that people send you, the memes that people send Hol- you. Hogan phoning up with makers, like, you need to get rid of that, I bump my tash. You can't <laughs> tell people. Don't show them. Yeah. Uh, my brother came over, everyone was giving gifts and all the way gifts being changed and then my brother, we had some downtime, came to show me and we set some stuff up for the for the fire stick and everything. Like he paid the first year of it as well, which yeah. nice of uh, Which made me feel bad because I got him two t-shirts, one of them didn't arrive on time. <laughs> it said five to eleven days, it came sixteen days later. At least he got it. Well yeah, he got it when he came over. On He came over for the theatre because there was wrestling on and so we were he came over and I gave it to him then and he took it up the road with me. He seemed to like it. Anyway, then Auntie and my cousin came up because they would be on the, sitting on the rain if it wasn't mm. the Auntie came up, she brought the ham joint over rather than my mum making it so it was one. Nice. Oh, it was a good ham. I think she may have got it from Aldi or somewhere like we, that. We got our festive food from the butcher mm. in Clyde Bank. Love that butcher, Bottom Hill butcher. Smashing butcher. But we got the £75 fucking... Mm. Christmas hamper type thing. Uh, the turkey, a stuffed turkey log in it that weighed about the size, it weighed about the weight of a baby. It had a ham joint in it, which wasn't much different. And it had, it had a ham joint, it had the turkey thing, it had sausage meat. You, you, you get sound like, what are your mum saying? You're like, do, Paul, do you know if the prize turkey has been served in the window? <laughs> What's the one twice as big as me, mother? Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> No, but we got the ham joint, the turkey, the sausage meat, the basics with the rest of it with like a fucking breakfast pack. Plus, you got a free bottle of Prosecco and a box of chocolates with it too. Lovely. And that was just nifty. The thing about them outfits is there are sometimes little things you notice with films the more you watch them and you I make wee jokes about them. Like, I don't, I noticed something about the ending, like musical number from Michael Caine. I'm like, 
imagine that all funny, like, oh, this is on twice as big as me, so he's probably struggling to carry that. He's probably going to that whole music room, they're going to places, going to different places, and like, mm. can we just go to whoever getting this bloody turkey? I'm fucking struggling, you know? <laughs> this, this thing is sweet, weighs twice as much as me, I'm going to end up dropping it. <laughs> oh no, once he buys it, he seems fine, you know what I mean? He gets used to the weight. And every year I get annoyed with Fred, when he's showing up at the end during the music, I'm like, Fred, you were hosting Christmas dinner already, stop coming over here for free goose, free <laughs> turkey, fuck off, you and your stupid games. Leave, leave Fred's games alone. No, it's, it's, it really doesn't paint for any like come to Fred's parties. Why? Because if you don't, he'll make he'll he'll take the piss out of you. Yeah. Anyway, you're an asshole. Anyway, we eventually had obviously we're turkey big slice of the big slice of the turkey joint with the gravy and everything over it. The ham, my pigs and blanket. Can you not have my pigs and blankets? No, we had we had lem. That's like came with a pound of pigs and blankets. That butcher's pack and all. And then my ma's man, he had bought pigs and blankets too, so we had a lot of pigs and blankets. That's that's large part as to why I struggled to finish my plate on Christmas Day. People say, oh, you only have pigs and blankets at Christmas. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't need to have them at Christmas Day. I'll have them any time of year. I went around in my... I remember one summer, my friend Quackley, I made a bunch of us over around his house to and he made a big roast dinner and he had big portions hmm. of pigs and blankets people were already fighting over them nice. there was arguments because somebody was taking maybe one or two more pigs and blankets than they should have <laughs> oh well, that happens can get contentious we had that here's a weird thing here's what makes my question a bit weirder do you know what I had instead of just regular potatoes on my thing what I had tater tots <laughs> nice I think they had a bit of potato and a bit of cheese kind of in them and I had one Yorkshire pin not two because I said to my mum Every year I convince myself two Yorkshire pins will be fine. And the bit where I get full is usually whenever there's half of the second <laughs> and I never usually eat it. I'm like, no, I'm sticking with one New Yorker. Even then, there were all the meat and everything on my plate. And the, like, it's like also the wee tear tots get soggy in the gravy. You have the bit of that and a bit of meats and a bit of, bit of Yorkie. Mm. I was I was touching go, but I managed to eat. I went, ah, I joked to say, ah, I'm so full. I'll not be able to eat for at least an hour. <laughs> Because my mum made this kind of cake uh, for dessert. Like, it was kind of a vanilla cake, then she smeared it, covered it with chocolate ice and everything. Oh, it, was, it was a good one. You see, you always get your Christmas dinner, uh-huh. and then you feel horribly full, and then the word pudding comes out, and you're like, sure, I can make room for pudding. Mm-hmm. And then you eat the pudding, and then you go and sit on the couch, and you think, why? We were, Why I feel like I'm about to give birth for God's sake. We were really watching about Ellie on the fire thing after he set up while we were waiting for dinner, and I was already roof already opening where uh, where we picked the chocolate. It was kind of like when uh, Joey prepares for the big turkey by eating these potatoes. It's like we're just it's getting ready. <laughs> my mum got me new new like pajama, pajama bottoms which I had on. Like these are my eating pants. <laughs> uh. oh. Wait. The Christmas tradition of a pair of eating pants. Oh yeah, you can't have too many pairs of eating pants. Because mm. eventually you'll grow out one pair of eating pants and you need a bigger set of eating pants. Yeah, you mean the first pair will shrink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, they'll that shrink bloody, bloody washing machine. Yeah. And then, as a tradition that's become in my house, we had me, my brother, my mum, dad, my auntie, my cousin, we all did a little quiz, Ooh. a couple of quizzes, which... Uh, Definitely don't turn into arguments very, very quickly. Quiz, quiz. Yes. Uh, I got very, very contentious at times. Is that because you weren't winning? Oh, no, I was. My auntie was mourning my dad for keep accusing me of giving clues to my mum and whatever. Even though there's a bit earlier on where she had a question about REM, where he's bloody 
And I would almost get, tell another thing by saying, like, come on, I know everybody hurts and all that, but, mm. like, he was giving you clues. You just know he wasn't giving you clues, he was giving somebody else clues. Mm. Yeah. Because in 14, she eventually became quiz master because she really could not be arsed giving proper answer. Like, <laughs> fine, you asked the fucking questions then. <laughs> what is Chandler Bing's job? He's a- they haven't got it. Oh, oh, it's something with with numbers. Oh, he's a tra- he's a transponder. That's not even a word. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite scenes in Friends. We see when Ross presses the button and she's like, "No!" I remember there was a similar joke about his job later on. It was like, "Oh, we're, we're opening this company to statistical analysis and data reconfiguration." Oh, I think I knew someone who did who did that. Me, I do that. <laughs> It feels like just a big fancy 90s computer-esque job that nobody really... He works... First he worked in a cubicle, then he worked in the office. Mm -hmm. And then his co-workers didn't like him anymore. Called him Boss Man Bing. Or, yeah, that guy called him Toby, because he wanted a donut. Yeah. Two years later, the donut's gone, and I'm still Toby. Friends is a good program. Like, uh, we, we had to stop doing a thing where we said to stop uh, in the quiz, like, letting somebody buzz in when somebody else can't get it. Partly because at least a lot of shit, and also my dad insists on constantly doing the bzzz Jarvis thing. <laughs> but he's running to the ground at this point. Very amazing. Supposed to write the answers down, stupid dick. So, so it's a clock, I would have run iron inside. Ah. Put down McMillan. I surely call it M&M show. <laughs> I, uh, this thing about the quiz, my mum's miraculous recovery from going from being last to winning the thing. Mm. It was uh, my, first, my brother first did a quiz that he read it because he used to do uh, activity coordination in a care home and he used to do quizzes and everything and he'd, he'd try to make you feel what bad if you didn't get a quiz. I'm like, oh, here's a score that some of the old genes would get and like, and so, bear in mind, some of them suffer from dementia and I'll shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, they've aye, but they've lived long enough, so they've got more to forget and remember. Mm. But I remember uh, the quiz we actually played at my cousin read the thing is but E card thing. My mum bought it was a battle of the decades. Every card had four mm. questions: an eighties, nineties, two thousand, twenty tens question. See up until the twenty tens, mm-hmm. a good chance I would have rocked that shit. But once it gets past the twenty tens, I. Don't know what's going on. Usually it was like a similar, the same subject, but just about it in the different time periods. Like if it was a film thing, it'd be like film, and the different ones are music or sport. Mm. No, I, I knew. I feel the like 80s, right up until the 210s, <laughs> I knew my shit. Mm-hmm. After that, I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years after that, I didn't really want to know nothing. I uh, I got I flipped into answering a question because. Uh, I worked, uh, I worked, in the place I worked, there's a lot of people of British, Asian said, you know, Indian, Pakistani, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, we're born in the UK, so yeah. Well, Asian persuasion. Yes. And so, and, and a lot of the clients that we have are Asian, so we sometimes do like posts and campaigns online around in certain festivals like Diwali and Ramadan and things like that. Mm. And so my brother asked, what does Diwali translate? And that was a question I just happened to get, I guess, like festival lights or something like that, and that turned out to be the answer. <laughs> so I vaguely remember them saying something about that when hearing somebody talk in the office about a Diwali campaign they were doing for a client and what it actually meant. So, like, your, your work helped you win a quiz yes. question. 
Don't be afraid to be exposed to other cultures. It might help you win a random quiz on Christmas Day that can lord over your parents for another year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course... You're King... lucky the que- uh, no questions came up about John Nord. My family doesn't know who John Nord is and they're better off for it. Neither did you. Ha-ha. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do now. <laughs> of course, then came also the most important thing the next day. My Boxing Day sandwich. Oh, your Boxing Day sandwich. Did you have room for your Boxing Day sandwich after having... Well, I had food. I had a Boxing Day plate. You had a Boxing Day plate. You, for, you forwent the sandwich. I forwent the sandwich. Because I was defeated at dinner, I was not being defeated by another plate of food. So I, I insisted on a plate stacked high. And I ate a Christmas dinner plate for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. So, the only thing is, like... I got, I got, I got one of my friends, David, told me, when I talked about, like, the kind of bread to have your walking down, and I told him how I had my Boxing Day sandwich. And he told me my... Because he tries to do different things with his Boxing Day sandwich every year to David. And then he, he told me that my Boxing Day sandwich didn't have enough razzle-dazzle. And I'm like, I'm going for efficiency here. <laughs> you do not need razzle-dazzle when it comes to the sandwich. My, my sandwich that he said didn't have razzle-dazzle was... I, I was using uh, Warburton's Toasty. One regular bit of bread, one outside of our bread for better grip. Ah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, some days I debate whether or not to butter or not. In the end, I just say, yeah, do butter. Because yeah. there's something weird about the cheese, the butter, and the gravy when it all the turkey gravy and they all mix together. It's just, it's just something. So what I do is I did, I believe it was, I can't remember, but the cheese down first or the thing. I think there may have been a layer of cheddar, mm-hmm. some turkey, and some ham, mm-hmm. a layer of a. Derrily cheese, mm. some more turkey and ham, all squished into together, heat it up in the microwave for a decent amount of time so the cheese melts and the thing is cooked, but the cheese is not too melty or it's, most of it's falling out and everything. Mm. <gasps> you know, the only way you could modify that? How could you modify that? If you had a toasty maker. Good. Yeah. A Christmas toasty. Because mm. mm. that, would, that would melt the cheese, it would seal everything in. It would seal the gravy in. That'd be a good sandwich. <laughs> be a well, I'm, I'm going to get a toasty machine. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I look forward to like, every year. The the particular bits of ham I've chosen maybe weren't the best because the hot, I loved how like soft the ham was when it was first eaten. This bits of ham, some of them were one or two bits of ham I bit into and was nearly pulling the full fucking thing out, <laughs> taking some of the hot cheese with it, burning around yeah. the outside of your mouth, you know. Bon mark. Mm-hmm. Like, but, eat, like eating a Finder's crispy pancake. Mm-hmm. I have that sometimes when I, have, when I have bits of pepperoni on my sandwich that I like to have. And if you bite into it a certain way, the pepperoni will come out, you'll be left with a big deal, big, cir- big circular on your face. Sitting there, okay, you're like, ah! What happened to you? I ate a sandwich. <laughs> my sandwich betrayed me. I was betrayed by a sandwich. Is there no gods? Is there no justice anymore where you can't trust your own sandwiches? Sitting there with it in your hand. Why? Why? Why have you forsaken me, Christmas sandwich? Why? It was a bit touch and go because there was some left over, right? And I wasn't sure because originally I was going to go down on the. Because like Mon- Monday was the was Christmas Day. Then mm-hmm. Boxing Day was Tuesday, I had my sandwich. On the Wednesday was my cousin's birthday, so I went in with her. Went down to hers, there was my eye on a bunch of food and everything. Mm. And a, a, a bunch of little cheese sandwiches, like all little kind of cut sandwiches. up. A bunch of sweets and everything. Some chicken that could have done with five minutes less in the oven than she put <coughs> in. Jesus, bread of chicken nearly break your teeth. So. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and there was plenty of sweeties and then we took a big bunch of sweeties of the road went that we couldn't finish because she said it would just be there and otherwise mm. so then unexpectedly I was more full than I thought it would be so oh, I can't have my, my the rest of those leftovers tonight and so I was worried that they wouldn't be good for the Thursday I did a quick double check of them I just managed to catch it on the on that that on borderline oh. that borderline what I did this time instead what I didn't do before was I then took those everything out of the little tray that was in, made sure the player gave it, heated up on its own separate plate to heat up enough, and then put it on the sandwich. So it's been he- then heated up again as the cheese melts. So it's been doubly heated to make sure you know, it's reheated, cooked properly through its hot, and uh, I'm no shitting through the eye of a needle mm. because the thing wasn't properly reheated after a few days. And I managed to get away scot free this time, so thankfully it looks like I got it just. Just in time. Scott got away. Scott free. Ah. Uh, uh, I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've exhausted myself in my hilarity. <laughs> yes, you seem exhausted by your hilarity. Did you give up too much to on New Year's? Because I don't really bother matters for the most part. We sat at my mum's house, ate some crap, drank a bit, Watched a lot of Irish shit on the TV because my brother likes Irish shit and he was watching a lot of the Dubliners and old fiddle playing Irish bands and things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I drank enough to find it enjoyable and fun. Mm-hmm. I was just enjoying the fact that like, the simple thing, everybody learned, join telly and that, and it's mm-hmm. fun, you know. Yeah, uh, we don't really do much, I don't really do Bell anymore, but... I always have to have some sort of shortbread for my New Year's, my home day. It's not complete without it. And so my mum got this thing. But the only thing she could get when she went out, this fucking massive <laughs> box. Like, look at that. Looking at your, you, we won't get this, but the size of your meadow over there, Paul, almost that kind of size. Wow. Or shape of bloody. But I had two big trays inside of it of different shortbreads. So it wasn't just one big thing of shortbread. So two different like, trays of little bits of shortbread. Which uh, I made my way through. I had like three bits in the space of an hour, maybe half an hour. Cool. Do you know what? You may you may hate me for this or be surprised. I don't actually really like shortbread that much. No, huh? uh, you know. Uh, I can understand that. It's 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 drying. Yeah, I'm always making sure I'm drinking drinking while I'm eating it. And you can't you can't so, you can't dunk it like you can dunk a biscuit because you you dunk shortbread and it's still hard. It's just hard bloody. It's wet. <laughs> It's just a thing. Uh, well, as I said, we had like kind of a casual dinner. We had all like pizza and a bunch of sides. Uh, that was our dinner, you know. Mm. And uh, we we watched again. Bridges, uh, I think it was about two and a bit hours or so it was. And then we were kind of just flinging through the telly while watching the movie because my mum was kind of tired. She was she she would say she would stay up for at least a bit and then break soon after that went to her bed. <laughs> <laughs> she went to bed, put Dexter under the covers because he likes to snuggle up and put some music on so that he wouldn't hear the fireworks that were going on because that can really rile yeah. him up, you know. But we're throwing to the worst half of a old Scotch and Rye Hogmanay special <laughs> that was on because we just went to the channels and then we seen other ones and I, I love a lot of like still funny some of it was like he's there with uh, Greg Fisher who was going to be Rabsy Nesbitt in it. <laughs> and there's a bit where he does a thing where he plays that traffic cop or whatever it is and he has a bang of war for the guy who played Taggart. I know that. Uh, the first guy played Tiger or the second guy played Tiger? I don't. The first time I assume because it was in 86, so I'm assuming the first guy that played Tiger. 
old grizzled grey haired guy. Aye. Aye. So that guy. He was in it playing Tiger and everything. Uh, and there was a bit where mum and dad were like, you know when we tell you sometimes to straighten your face or whatever, like this is what you look like, you know, that sketch used to the Reverend I Am Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Reverend I Am Jolly. And then uh, usually we did it together, but I slipped down a bit and I said to my mum, like, if we usually go a big walk on New Year's Day, and I said to my mum, like, listen, uh, if you're if your Dexter's wanting to go out and you like, like he needs to go out now because he's desperate to go and walk because he'll let you know if he really wants it, like if I'm not up, just just go because <laughs> I want to sleep in on my New Year's Day to it fine, and then so she, I heard her leave and so eventually about an hour so late I got out of my bed and I got myself together and I went on my own walk, nearly ten thousand odd steps I did on New Year's Day, about four nearly four and a half miles I ended up mm. walking, oh, I was actually quite proud of myself and that one. You know, it's fucking freezing by the time I got back. I bet you appreciated being back in the warmth after the walk, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we didn't do the steak pie thing. I don't really, I'm not big, big on steak pies. Usually I end up having something else like chicken or whatever. Yeah. On New Year's Day. But instead we ended up having, coming completely and we all had just had a big, another gammon joint. My mum went to the same place. My auntie got hers and <laughs> got another gammon joint between the three of us. It was, oh, it was lovely. <laughs> it sounds good. It does. Gammon. <laughs> That's your main takeaway. Ah, gammon. Yes. <laughs> I like gammon. Of course, we do. Well, smoked, not unsmoked. I don't remember if it was smoked or unsmoked. What did I ask? This is very childish. It is, but you know. Also, every, I, is that not what we are known for? Every year when the bloody. When the bells go, right, as soon as it sets midnight, it feels like a race between me and Paul. I've always, I always, I had it ready right before the bells to make sure we sit, we see who sends that gift of Eddie Murphy the Merry New Year. I know, I've seen it when you posted that, I was like, bastard, he's beat me to it. So I thought, I found it all and I went, ah, Happy New Year. <laughs> there was one, there was one year where we both sent it at the same fucking time and yeah. all. Well, it was one time when you beat me and I'm like, oh, yeah, bastard. Oh, well, I was the same, but I thought, how could I get it? And I went, ah. Happy New Year. <laughs> In this country, we say happy. Oh, happy New Year. <laughs> Do you remember me? It's Lionel Joseph from the African Education Conference. <laughs> Lionel. I am exchanged one from Cameroon. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking John, Jimbo, Jimbo, is you? Monkey, I'm a fucking gorilla, you clown! Then <laughs> he goes back out, he's not even annoyed that he's been knocked out of his costume fucking store. He's like, hey, what, what happened to me? I've not watched that film in ages, actually. It's a great movie. Yeah, then I went back to work on the bloody third of January, so it's not really been as much fun mm. since then. But, uh, oh, crack. Going over to my brother's this coming weekend. Well, it's maybe coming out after that, but I'm going to my brother's this coming weekend to watch TNA Hard to Kill. We're going to watch that too. We're Myself and Brian are treating that as our second reintroduction mm. to TNA. TNA. Yeah. See, technically, we have not missed any because we have not... Well, we hadn't been watching Impact, but we have not watched TNA. 
since... How long has it not been TNA? Well, the, uh, the official change to Impact was around 2016, maybe. So it's not been TNA for a long time. Mm -hmm. And now it has... And then they did the whole GFW thing and then no, uh, no. Impact again. See, we treat that like the same way we treat those third and fourth Home Alone movies. <laughs> that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And we know why that doesn't exist because Jeff Jarrett is not allowed <laughs> to do things other than be in the goddamn ring. <laughs> when he tries to do things out with that, he is a fucking mong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird because, honestly, the Glasgow thing that we went to there, that, and they showed the tapings from, uh, from uh, Chicago, and they showed us some stuff on TV when they went to Mexico recently, and they did uh, that little special, and mm. uh, they did two specials, like, Turning point and final resolution, but for the most part, it's been kind of loopbacks and like investors recently. Like, I think they're starting to kind of looking at this as maybe a soft reboot almost. Like, you don't need, well, kick off well, TV, actual weekly TV will probably kick off again from the tape and after. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think TNA mm -hmm. have the potential to rise up. Mm -hmm. You know, I would laugh my, I would laugh my ass off so heartily. If TNA rose up proper and put AE Dub in third place, <laughs> that would be humorous to me because from what I hear, <laughs> Mr. Khan's organisation could probably fill the kind of arenas that impact, well, that TNA was filling. Well, I read actually their pay-per-view in March is coming up is almost completely sold out, but then again, A dubs or A dubs oh. like in March. They're, they're in Greensboro, which I think it's an old WCW. And the fact they're selling that paper on the fact that Sting's retirement, I think that's going to be a big reason that they. Well, yeah, that's sold, that sold out. Yeah, because yeah. he's mostly been tagging but, but, with Darby Allen, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, but then again, you know, if you're a promoter, a sellout's a sellout, you know. I mean, yeah, a sellout's a sellout, and they're few and far between for Mister Khan. So take what you can get. Uh, it's a decently size from last in a picture is uh, TNA's. Planning on doing for Hard to Kill as well, and mm. usually they go to Samstown, but they they went somewhere a lot bigger. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Which mm -hmm. see what it what it looks like on TV and everything. I just hope with the whole reboot and the reset and the new title belts mm -hmm. and everything, buy some lights for God's sake. <laughs> for the yeah. love of that, really bugs the shit out of me, man. You ain't wrestling in Japan. You don't need to hide the fucking crowd. <laughs> buy some lights. Mm. Light up your light up your fucking stadium. You mm. know. Get the fucking pyro going again. You don't need to have no lights and sparkles for the pyro. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you spent a lot of money on the new belt designs, but if that's the case, you can afford fucking lights. Apparently they were looking at, they, they talked about announcing it at like Slammers, but then didn't. So apparently they've had those belts made and ready to go for a good couple of months now. Yeah. Just waiting for that moment to, to unveil them. They put a video out of like Chris B. He used to have a YouTube channel. It was like fourteen. And he was reviewing the belt that he'd bought. It was the old TNA World Belt from like mm. two thousand seven. And then they put that there. And then him now he's like mid twenties now. He's in the new one half of the new TNA Tag Team Champions. Mm. It must be pretty cool for him. Well, I think so. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, that's been our little catch up. I'm sure we'll talk more about Impact and well, TNA. It's been fun too. Yeah. And as as is usual with us, even though it's a Christmas catch-up show, we also managed to mention Fraser and wrestling. Of course, it's our brand. It's our, it's our bread and butter. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and our Hungarian ghost. A Hungarian ghost. 
Then Parliament Hungarian news. Tony Khan trying to get fans in. Did I mention I would be serving an Hungarian goose? <laughs> well, what, what word do you want? Sting's retirement, an Hungarian goose? Well, you can trade it all for what's in this box. <laughs> the box, the box. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can trade it all in for a TNA ticket. The ticket, the ticket. <laughs> uh, I hope they come back to bloody the UK next year. Oh, yeah. I think they said they would, but we'll, we'll see, wait and see. Anyway, thank you for listening to this rambling catch-up. Yeah, we, we hope you all had a fantabulous Christmas and New Year too. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the, hopefully you're now back in, right, the festive period's done mode. Yeah, I had, like, last week I had a bit of a, I was in a bit of a funny state here, but I think it was the getting back into work and everything, like... It's the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, like, you got your Christmas period, right? Mm-hmm. Or your festive period, let's just say, because we have New Year and all that crap too, sure, sure, right? Sure. But you have your build-up to it, which is manic. Uh-huh. At, at worst, you know what I mean? Running around, getting gifts, getting your food in, your cards, all that shit, you know? Uh-huh. Like, you're manic. And then the actual period comes, and you've got your Christmas day and your Boxing day, and you've basically got, like, maybe four or five days worth all like months and months of planning beforehand, huh. five days worth. And the weird part, the weirdest part I find is you know what weird little in between point between Christmas and New Year? That's why I've heard people refer to it as crimble limbo. Crimble, yeah, crimble limbo. You're kind of just you're <laughs> tossing about, you're going from your home to your folks' home, huh. you're just kind of you know picking shit out of the kitchen, mm-hmm. just nibbling on stuff, or getting told not to fucking eat things because it's not for now. Mm-hmm. I, I got told off for that. <laughs> you know. But don't that's, leave that's, it there. Bad pulse. Yeah, don't eat the food. But, you know, it's such a weird little period because you're not really doing anything, but it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. But you, you're kind of on pause until New Year happens, and then New Year happens, and you do all your, yeah, Happy New Year, all that shit. And then that is done, and then you get this weird little interim, like stop off point before it goes back to oh great, it's January, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and you're like, oh. I know, but that, that's just my little bit on that. You had like, I finished the twenty first, and then kind of the twenty second, and that I wasn't really doing much. I occasionally had to go out and get something. Then I got to like the twenty third, and I felt like oh, it's all this build up, and it feels like it's it feels like it's kind of, you know caught up on me like I yeah. come out of nowhere it's like snuck up on you and then you have it I got to relax obviously Christmas Day you got people coming over I got to relax quite a bit on, on Boxing Day for the most part I had to then go down on the 27th because it was a birthday or whatever and then I had to see my brother various times for different things and it's New Year and then my brother and his actually came over on the 2nd January I was back to work on the 3rd mm-hmm. so I feel like stuff was, was going on you know and even that bit the 27th 20th 20th I was technically working from home because I was just doing little bits so it wasn't as Man, I back, I just sit there on my computer, but then I also knew I had to do stuff. Yeah. So even if I was leaping in a bit, I'm like, well, I do should get up, because then the earlier, the quicker I get that stuff done, the quicker, you know, I can forget about it, you know? Yeah. And then, like, yeah, and a couple of people in my work said similar things when I went back, and some of them, like, like, we felt more tired having come back from a holiday than we would have otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is that possible? How, how am I more tired? That's what Christmas does. I've had a two-week break. I'm so tired. I need another break. I need another holiday. Oh, well, what did, what did we spend doing in that Christmas period? A lot of sitting and a lot of eating. 
That is what we do. A lot of sitting and eating. Doesn't sound like too bad to me. No, it's not. It's not bad at all. But that that is why you feel tired because you spend the entire Christmas period on your arse, stuff in your face. Yes. That is what happens. And then you wonder why you're tired when you have to get off the couch. <laughs> yeah. We all know why it is. We know we spend the Christmas period being lazy as shit. To be fair, most of my sweeties have. I've gone through my sweeties more so than I uh, would have. I mean. Recording this on like the 9th of January, I've got like half a packet of uh, after dates left because I've got two of the full, the, the two full packets after eight. I've got half a packet of them left, uh, a couple of Malteser like bunny things that I got left, and I've got a box of heroes that I got is like almost completely down to the ones I don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> almost went through all the ones I like. What ones don't you eat? Uh, like the double decker, the chocolate eclairs, they kind of things. My mum likes the chocolate eclairs, so I'm sure she'll help them. I don't know why you don't eat the double decker. The double decker is brilliant. Because I don't want to add it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all, Petty. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening to this catch up special for 2024. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed listening to our drunken suffering on the most recent episode that we released at the start of 2024. We understand if you had to drink a lot too. In order to understand this, if you drink, if you drink while you, you listen to this, it'll make us more, more. Yeah, it'll make more sense. Makes us, you it, need to be drunk to listen to drunks. Yeah, it helps. Especially angry drunks. Make sure to check all that out on the back catalog on all good Android podcasts and sites, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Because like, rating, or review, the chosen platform. Make sure to uh, stay tuned for other shows. We've got, well, I'm sure we'll have some more Fraser content. We'll have oh, more. Yes. yes. Uh, Stuff maybe do TNA some. Will we be returning to WCW soon enough? Who knows? By the time we record again, I will. I will most likely have watched the remainder of the new season of Frasier. I hope you do. Uh, you can check out on similar podcasts and feeds over on Rogue Opinions the Rogue Retro Smackdown review to show me and Paul that we're this close to No Mercy two thousand. Kishi, he did it for the Rock. Now Stone Cold's coming to kill him. Because he did it for the rock. He did it for the Also, talking about TNA, if you're into your TNA, this weekend we're recording it, it'll be released in early February. I'll be hosting a show over at Eat Sleep Supervisor where you're talking about the best of TNA. We're going to talk, I'll give a pick for our for our favourite male wrestler, favourite female wrestler, and um, debate and talk about who we, some of their best who would walk through the doors of total non-stop action. I would assume that Christopher Daniels will at least be in the conversation. Uh, sure he would be. Yeah. I didn't mention that everyone already made their picks. He may not be one of them, but I will bring up Christopher and Daniels at some yeah. point because you know there's four guys on it and so many great talents. Because so someone is going to get left off in an honourable mention. Well, I mean, you've got you've got Christopher Daniels, you've got the inaugural NWA champ, mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock. You've got AJ Styles, obviously. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Abyss. Mm-hmm. You got Abyss, who now works for the WWE yes, as, a, as an agent. As an agent. So is he doing like a Kevin Dunn kind of job now? No, Kevin Dunn was more production. He's just there like going through matches with people helping them put together like Michael, your Michael Hayes. Ah, oh, your Michael Hayes. Michael, Michael Hayes and the Hurricane, they do that kind of job. Jamie Noble's been a producer for a long the time. The Hurricane's a producer? Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> Do you remember he was backstage during that big false scenario match between Ricochet and Nakamura? Ricochet went, damn back, Hurricane. The Ricochet coming through. <laughs> 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 Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for that. Where you get your podcast, like at FP Ramon or Facebook.com forward slash Ramon Buggers. Get me at Comic Clan 1996 on Twitter. Get Rogue Pains at Rogue underscore Pains. Eat Sleep Super Pains at Super Pains. 
retweet. I thought it was an underscore, but there isn't. No, you got it. You got it, man. First try. Yeah. But Paul, it's the first show of the new year. We didn't really focus on anything. We were just on our own stuff. So That's we... because we had stuff to tell. Well, no, we... But what should we do to play us out? What song should we, should we play out with today? Well, I, ha- I have a one to throw in there. A little bit of a left field one. Oh, uh, yeah? But it's a wrestling song. Uh-huh. It's the theme. Uh-huh. Of a guy who I think is going to be massive in the future. Uh-huh. I'm going to throw it out there. Santos Escobar's theme. Interesting. I don't really... I wouldn't know the muffled off my head about Alga Velaton before I, I put it in this episode. Yeah. I will I'll throw that into the hat. Oh, Santos yeah. Escobar's theme. Hmm. Oh, there we go. Although I could also just say, yeah. Yeah. Put in LA's theme. I think I'll put his theme. I, I, if I remember off the top of my head, the theme seems more catchy as an ending to the show. Well, then we will put in LA Night's theme. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Santos. <laughs> Sorry, Santos. You're cool as shit, but, you know. Yeah. Well, until next time, whether we're talking about wrestling or Frasier or whatever, we will we will be here next time. That's from I've. Been, we will be here. We are always here. <laughs> until next time, he's been Paul. I've been Scott. He's been Scott, and I've been Paul. And that was our Christmas and our New Year catch up. Hurrah! <laughs>